Welcome back to the One A Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Matthew. And I am Jonas. This week, we are talking about famous and acclaimed, um, I guess you would call them a stoner rock outfit, Sleep. We are talking about their third album, Dope Smoker, came out in, well, actually... (laughs) There's an interesting little uh, history behind this album. So After Sleep had released their second album, Holy Mountain, and they had received some kind of, I wouldn't say mainstream attention, but like in the music circles, they were receiving more attention than they had got from their initial first album. So they got signed to London Records, and London Records was like, okay, you're going to have total creative control, and you can do whatever you want, as long as you do it through us. And um, Sleep was like, well, we're the only metal outfit on this label, so we might get special privileges. So they were like, you know what? This album is going to be one hour long song. And London Records was like, um, I don't think so. We're going to break that bad boy up into chunks so we can put that on the radio. Uh, and Sleep was like, no, we're not doing that. This is how it's going to be. Neither of them would budge at all on that whole proposition. And so what ended up happening is that Dope Smoker was released under the name Jerusalem on the label in, I think, four tracks. The The hour-long song was broken up into four little tracks and that was officially released, I think, in 97. And so, but I think Sleep, even though it was released, had come out publicly saying, this isn't like the actual version, this is like the studio version, like the mixing is not what we want, like the arrangement is not what we want, this is not the official version. But in 2003, the official Dope Smoker um you know, approved by the Sleep Band members uh, version came out, and it's an hour and three minutes long, just one song, um, and they did a, a f- official reissue of the vinyl, and I think it was like a remaster or something in... Um, I think oh, 2012. 2012, um, after they were... Um, re Because they kind of broke up in like 03. You could say that... The amount of conflict caused by this album maybe caused them to split. Um, but in '09, they started showing up at random venues, playing. Um, and I guess in 2012, they finally released Dope Smoker in its full form. And that's the version you can hear on streaming services. Well, the streaming services one was '03. It was remastered again in 2012. I don't know. I, you know the history better than I do, but I know it's because what because from what I've heard release. there was the the O3 one um, had an alternate cover different uh, from the one that we have on Spotify and the the 2012 remaster comes with the 20 minute Holy Mountain performance. Oh, gotcha. Okay, and that's what we have on Spotify. So I'm assuming okay, that the so it's probably the yeah the hour long yeah, okay. song is the the O9 one. That makes sense. Okay. That's where I'm going with, though. I might be... No, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Go with that. We'll go so, with that. I say a lot to say that this album is a little tumultuous in terms of 
um, its release and its creation. And obviously, you know, they were playing this song at like live sets or in various places before it actually came to a studio. But um, they recorded it over like multiple weeks. Apparently, they got like they got a ton of money from London Records, and they they like built their own like custom amps that filled the room, and they put like microphones all over the room just to like enhance the noise. I read that like when the band was performing, no one else could like even be in the room because it was so loud. <laughs> so, and you know. Stoner Metal is a weird label that I still don't really get overall, but this is a Stoner Metal record, that's for sure, Yeah. in terms of the cover art and the lyrical content and the concept. Um, I don't think I've heard any metal album that is just about weed as much as this one is. Um, and I, I kind of get why Sleep are called like the grandfathers of Stoner Metal and for some reason, do metal, because those two are always kind of thrown together, which I don't, I don't really get, I mean, stoner metal, I, I can't even begin to scratch the surface of, like, the intricacies of different kinds of no, metal, ha half of them, I'm, I'm pretending don't exist, because they're so, like, niche, yeah, I'm like, you don't have to call it that, just yeah. call it this, maybe I'm being a little reductive, but I don't have room in my head for, like, a thousand different metal genres, um, but stoner metal is kind of described as like this fuzzy, very heavy, low-pitched kind of, kind of, it's almost like buzzing how kind of distorted the sound is. And a lot of it is characterized by kind of lo-fi recording quality. And that's what we have a little bit mm -hmm. here on um, Dope Smoker. And I guess we can, you know, just kind of start talking about the music a little because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an hour-long song, yeah, but it's still, like, one song, you know? Like, the riff doesn't really kind of change all that much. It kind of all feels part of, like, the same song. Yeah. So, I don't know, I don't know why I keep saying so. Like, I have, like, a, a complimentary thought okay, coming. Okay, all right, here. I'll, I'll, I'll share my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I know when you, before you selected this, uh, when we were talking about what to pick uh, in between the Earl album and whatever new release we're doing next week, mm -hmm. uh, I know I said, let's do something weird. Yeah. Um, and w this is something weird. <clears throat> and I, um, I appreciate how uh, kind of cinematic it feels. Like, it is mm -hmm. descriptive in an imagined, like, an an imaginative way where like this is a really dorky concept you know mm -hmm. like it's really nerdy like and that's fine you know like i don't have an issue with that but it is like coming up with all these like tropes and characters and like archetypes all cer like centered around weed uh -huh. um I, and i don't i don't get like a hint of irony from any of it no i, it, I don't it feels like it takes itself no super seriously it does, it like it's like it's a sci-fi novel but everything's centered around everything's weed. weed um and like 
that's cool, you know, <laughs> I guess. Here comes the butt. I can, I can hear it coming. But, yeah, it's one song, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's my issue here. That's what I can't get past is, like, conceptually, I'm on board even if I think it's a little dorky and outside of my terrain. I'm like, you know, they went for something and I can appreciate that. But, like, I totally understand why they would say we're not breaking this up into smaller segments to put on, you know, to get airtime anywhere. Because, mm-hmm. like... It's the same sounds mm-hmm. for 63 minutes, and, like, that gets really monotonous to me. Like, at the mm-hmm. beginning, I can I can handle the same sound for a really long time, but I found out 63 minutes is not... I, that's not how long I can be on board. I was on board for, like, 12 minutes. I was like, okay, we're going to get into, like, a, a next part. It's going to be, like, a space sci-fi weed opera. Like, it's going to be its own thing. And then, like, from the 13 to, like, 46-minute mark, I was like, I'm going to zone out. And then I, like, kind of rallied, and I was like, we're going to get into, like, a finale. Like, it's going to crescendo into something, and maybe I won't say that that was worth the wait, but it will at least have, you know, made it interesting. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't do that either. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, the same sound throughout the whole thing. And, like, I want to be on board with weird concepts that people are like, this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And I am. I am on board for that. Mm-hmm. But this is boring to me. It's mm-hmm. boring. And, like, maybe if I, you know, was a smoker, I could appreciate <laughs> it on a different level. But the fact of the matter is, I am not. Uh-huh. And that means I will be always taking this in sober and sober Jonas is like yeah this is this is getting real boring Mm -hmm. you know the first time I listened to it I was like yeah man you know it's not super dynamic and it's like it's it's a little kind of played out and you you really kind of get used to it pretty early on um, but I gave it a second and third listen, and I mean, I, honestly, I kind of love this thing. I, I really don't know where it's coming from, but just like the heaviness of it, the constant, constant drum, like marching along, like it does not let up for a 63-minute period. I don't know how you would perform this live. But I've heard they've done it. I feel like that would be the only way I could enjoy this. Is because it feels it would kind of be very much like a performance. A lot different live. I like, feel like this is like there is like set decoration that goes into listening to this thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I will admit, I like can immerse myself in the concept and like cool and like the the cover art is very like metal cover art and like old 80s 90s novel cover art like i i like it is firing on a lot of cylinders in terms of the concept but i just like i think that they could have done that by being a little bit more dynamic in the sound i just at least that's what my personal preference would have been yeah and i would usually be the same way but i don't know what it is about this one but the fact that it kind of like, no metal album before this sounded like this or did something as bold as this, being as heavy as this was. Because metal, 
like this is when kind of death metal was forming that very like heavy buzzy sound mm -hmm. but death metal really was only present in like europe like in like the scandinavian countries is really where it blew up and then it kind of moved to the states but sleep was doing this like really weird buzzy and fuzzy distorted sound that was super heavy in like the 90s and i think the the riff that they employ for like the first 12 minutes is pretty good and then there's a riff they stick with for like what the next 30 and there's i think there's enough variation there for me to stay interested like there's a really nice guitar solo at like the 13 minute mark or mm -hmm. something and um i remember being floored by around the 40 minute mark but that might have been just because it was like overwhelming my brain just the same riff over and over again but getting like either slightly heavier or having like a different baseline on the riff i don't know what it was but at some point it kind of like overtook me and that's when it became more of like a this is music as an experience rather than yeah. a, a like a catchy little thing that you can throw on i don't think this is something i would casually throw on no this is something can't. i am like okay i'm gonna sit down and listen to this i'm gonna listen to dope smoker and I don't know, this is one of like the heaviest and kind of most aggressive metal albums I think I've I've heard in quite a while. It's like I I can get on board with all of that. Mm -hmm. It feels like a novelty item, but like I don't like I don't know in what context I, I can well, if, I if can it doesn't enjoy work for you. It doesn't I, I, I know, you. I'm not gonna like apologize for that. I'm not gonna feel bad about how I like, but like, I guess I, I'm saying I would be interested in experiencing this in a different context than I was able to. Mm -hmm. But then my issue is like, I don't get to regularly do that. You know, yeah. it's like it's like um, it's uh, when we watched uh, Paul Morrissey's Flesh, mm -hmm. where we talk about a lot of like Andy Warhol work. Like, we you you said something along the lines of this feels like a piece that's supposed to be appreciated in an exhibit, mm -hmm. rather than throw it on the TV. I feel very similarly about this. This is like, it. I think it either has to be experienced, like, in a similar state of mind to how it was conceived. Yeah. It needs to be experienced in, like, a social setting, where you're, like, with a group of people, and, like, it's a, it's, it's like, a, it's the, it's the, the center point of whatever social setting it is. It's like, hey, a bunch of the guys and I are going to hang out and guys, we're yeah. going to listen to Dope Smoker, you know, doing whatever else. Or it needs to be watched in performance. And I didn't get to do any of those things. And, mm -hmm. like I said, most of the time I have the opportunity to listen to this. That's not how I'd ever be able to take it in. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, a little, a little detrimental for me, I guess. Yeah, it is something that I had to put myself in a state of mind yeah. to enjoy. It wasn't something like most other albums where I can like kind of use my frame of reference that I use for like music in general. It's it's more of something that I have to appreciate, kind of the aggression of it. Yeah, the kind of like those like really like low guttural vocals. I really like. Um, I think the storytelling is actually pretty good. It's interesting. For like a, like, like, for a, sure, for yeah. like a weed album. Yeah. I was like, 
this is actually kind of well put together. It felt very like religious imagery mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah. And like there's like a lot of desert imagery. I was like, well, this is. This is they, I mean, they got something well going together. on here. You know, like I, 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 it would be, it would be ignorant to deny that. You know. Yeah, but you know, I guess at the end of the day, if the music doesn't click with you, yeah, it. it I mean, that's my thing. It's like, not really going to click with I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to appreciate the artistry, and I think. I think they accomplished exactly what they wanted to, and points for that. Mm. But like, yeah, this is you know, it's uh, it's not something I can connect with as well. Yeah, yeah. I've had a, I I think having a big like I've had a big metal phase for like the past couple months. I think that has helped a lot because I can appreciate just like guitar tones sure. and aggression and drum beats and bass playing. The lead guy from the band is the bass player, mm. which I think is interesting. So he always kind of sticks out a little bit cuz I'm sure he was like, "Guys, we're not going to bury my bass cuz a lot of a lot of metal music, the bass is there, but like it's super muddied. It's always covered by like the ferocious guitars or the drums, but in here the bass is like really like gummy and very like in your face mm-hmm. because the guitars are so distorted and fuzzy that you really have like no other bass level like deep sound other than the bass playing so i think that sticks out quite a bit and honestly i think all the riffs are are, are good enough for the aggression and the the um kind of the ferocity to carry it over i don't know 20 minutes 30 minutes mm-hmm. and it changes up enough for me for it to stay interesting so, I guess I have not. I've not uh, broken my psyche down enough to. I, I tap out at I think about fifteen minutes of the same <laughs> general sound. Yeah. And like I can listen to a long song, but I need a little bit more variation than this. You know, yeah. like I just need, I need something that I can build to. It's, it's something that that takes. You kind of have to be a metal fan for it to for it to work. You know, not to gatekeep or anything, but you're gonna have to like uh, listen to metal music yeah. to like this one. Yeah. But uh, I will say, I appreciated that it was like its own thing. This very much like, mm-hmm. there's been a couple of times where we've reviewed something on the podcast where I was like, this was a different listening experience than most of what we do. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's not much else to talk about. I mean, it's only one it's song. One song. <laughs> it's an hour and three minutes, but like it's the same riff for like 12 the first 12 minutes so I will say I um, I do the thing where for every album I listen to in a year I put my favorite song on a playlist so I just gotta throw dope smoke yeah but uh, I mean yeah that's all I got that's I mean the the more interesting parts of this album to me are like everything surrounding it what with sleep refusing to concede to a record label which points for that yep and then they like broke up almost immediately after the album came out which crazy and then um they've put out another album since then they have like a 2015 record which kind of came 2018 record which kind of came out of the blue so they're kind of and all the sleep members kind of broke off to form their own yeah or at least participate in you know very equally acclaimed Stoner metal bands. There's like Neurosis. There's Ohm. I think there's another band, but I can't remember. Um, and a lot of people compare them to um, 
Sun, have you, you know, Sun? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're kind of a metal outfit, but they're kind of known more for their sound play. Um, and I can see a lot of comparisons people would make between this album and a lot of Sun's work because it's like so long yeah. and kind of riff centric. I mean, there's not a lot of drone going on here, which is a lot of what Sun does. But Sun makes up for its lack of aggression with sound play that they do. But this this is just such a hitting you yeah. over and over again yeah. for an hour. It does do that. That I just can't help but kind of be enthralled by the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's more of a, a just kind of a, an enjoyment of like the noise than like as yeah. songwriting because sure. I will admit it is kind of novel songwriting yeah. but with not really a lot of dynamic build-ups or change-ups or anything like that it is a little repetitive I can I can definitely concede that <laughs> but I don't know I don't know man hey I, I, I respect it I'm you know I'm, I'm probably um this is tough. I'm probably sitting at an A minus. Really? Like, huh? Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. D plus. D plus, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so what about next week? Um, okay, so it's a toss up between the new uh, Mitski record and the new Black Country New Road record. Um, Gotta pick one. But I'm going Mitski. I'm going the new Mitski record. Um, and maybe we'll talk about Black Country New Road. Maybe that'll just be something Matthew and I discuss on our own. But I just feel like. Secret one a week episode where because, we talk like, without a microphone. Know, we 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 talked about for the first time. We've we you know, Mitski. That's a monumental this drop. Is big, you know, man, it's a big man. deal. She put us as twenty eighteen, bro. I want to look at it very critically. Um, so yeah, Laurel Hell Mitski next Friday. All right, we'll see you guys then. <laughs>